if it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. I got a chance to see Polar Park yesterday. Yeah, it's a nice little place, huh? Really nice. I, I popped out there and had a meeting with, uh, with my guys from the credit unions and... Um, Dr. Charles, who was just, wow, that guy's, that guy's got a baseball mind, man. Very cool. I'm actually yeah. going to be back. I'm going to be back out there for a little longer next, next week for a ribbon cutting ceremony and a meeting. So maybe I'll, maybe we'll go around the corner and get a hot dog. You don't have to go around the corner. It's in the park. No, no. Oh, that, that place is in the park. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, up, got it. Let me do oh, they have a... That's awesome. All right. Am I yeah, super that, loud to you guys? No, no, no. Oh, no. I guess it's just me then. Turn your headphones down. You guys are quiet, and I sound. Can you loud. shut the door, please? Oh, hi, baby. Oh, thanks. How's baby Baby's doing? Baby's in the background. Baby's doing great. Baby spent almost a week at uh, the Holliston Meadows Pet Resort, Ooh, where they uh, where they thoroughly uh, tired her out. She slept for like two days afterwards. Really? Yeah. My yeah, my dogs are usually out for about two days after a stay there so they yeah, take so them out and work them work them very walk nice them? yeah they 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 let them play love it so that's that's nice it's a resort it's all inclusive all the dog food they want you know are right. drinks included yeah drinks yeah drinks are included buffet yep. drinks and biscuits or whatever <laughs> oh yeah i want to go some tap water with ice mmm so you're telling me Coney Island is is in the park. I walked most yeah. of it. I didn't. I, I just it was empty. I just they've done a really good job at Polar yeah. Park, man. Yeah, if you go by the uh, the craft beer corner, they got BT's fried chicken barbecue back there. They got yep. Coney Island back there. Nice. Um, and then I think they're gonna take and move Coney Island, maybe somewhere behind where all the other like where the Wonder Bar is. Nice. The Nacho Nacho Man and stuff like that. They went way, way out of their way to make sure they included local businesses in the park, which was really smart. Mm-hmm. And so now people really want to support the place, and and then they're sold out. Every game is sold out. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Worcester yeah, seems awesome. like a very supportive city. Like Worcester loves Worcester, and they yeah. like <laughs> yeah. We're, we're you know what we're like. Um, you know, it's like when you have a, a brother, and people say, "God, that guy's a dickhead." And you're like, fuck you. Only I can call you a dickhead. Yeah, or only I can just call punch him, him in the face because like he's my brother. <laughs> right. So people say Worcester sucks. And I say, fuck you. But only <laughs> I can say Worcester sucks because I live here. You, you know, can't have like any I'm, comment I'm about Worcester unless you live in Worcester. Fucking right. Shut it. Right. You know, we don't we don't dig that elitist 617 attitude inside 495, you know, fucking suburban, you know, bullshit cul-de-sac attitude you know people you say worcester and people go Oof. you know well when you say sudbury to me i go Oof. why would you yeah, fucking right? want to live in sudbury you know well I mean, first of like, all they ugh. probably wouldn't let me live in sudbury now you know so i think the, the furthest down the pike you got was natick and they were fucking sorry you were there yeah i grew up in natick before right. natick became basically part of wellesley you know Dude, the funniest so, part about it's... fucking 
the, the funniest part about Natick is when we were doing work with the, the Northeastern Institute of Cannabis and we, yeah. I took Mike, I took Mike and Danielle out to the school and he's like, dude, mind fucking blown. I used to smoke weed behind this old building and now I'm going to fucking school to learn about weed at the same place. Yeah, the cops, uh, the cops chased us into the woods behind that building. Right. Because we used to go there at night because everything was closed so we could hang out right. in our car and smoke weed. And, uh, and now I'm learning how to grow weed. <laughs> <laughs> it, was such a, it was such a, a mind-blowing thing yeah, yeah it was cool and you Karen probably knew the woods a little bit better than the cops so you could get away quicker oh i don't know about that let's just say we were we were faster than the cops we were teenagers <laughs> you know i don't get how cops run with all the stuff they have to wear i, I mean know, they... that's amazing isn't it i mean even the ones that are in shape yeah right you know right there <laughs> they got, they got the, the gun and the taser and the belt the utility belt and the i get annoyed when i have too much stuff in my pockets and... I know <laughs> they got tons of stuff and that's what they got to do, man. That's their job. They're, you know, God bless them. Chase and then wearing the all those clothes in the, the, the summertime. Like I see them out there and I'm like, I, oh, I, yeah. I couldn't be a cup. I could, I just right? the clothes you know, alone. You know I would complain. You know, what's helping them out when they're standing on the street with the construction guys is getting that $75 an hour. Yes. You know, that keeps them cool. That pays for the uh, air conditioning for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't can't worry I about fucking, them, Josh. Can't I just they're fucking okay. wear shorts as a cop though? Come on. I know, right? Let them wear shorts. You know, I know. Christ Mr. Charlie almighty. Moore, what's up, man? Charlie, what's up, dude? <laughs> dude, your fucking hair is awesome. Thank you. Really, know. I am so jealous. I have, I have no hair left, you know. But I'm so jealous of your hair. Thank you. You know, and we're I think we're around doing? the same age, you know. So I'm super we're, jealous. There, we're good, man. We're fucking good. We're just yapping on this dumb podcast, doing nothing, staying at home for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's all good though, huh? The world's uh, a fun place, isn't it? Oh, oh it well, is. <laughs> hopefully, it becomes yeah. a little more fun. I don't know if it's going to. We might have to go back to the unfun zone. I don't Fuck know. that! No, no, no. I don't no. know what's gonna happen. I'm going to I'm going to fucking Green Day tomorrow. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, I don't think anyone's gonna do all of that again. I feel like it, the the first time everyone was scared, and now it's just too much like a political decision. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just think it's depressing. I worry about people with mental illnesses and you yes. know, the people like the. I used to call them in high school. You know, the donkeys on the edge. You know, the donkey on the edge. That, you don't want to fight with that guy. He's a donkey on the edge. You know, he might kick the living crab. He was 140 pounds. The kid's beating the shit out of me. And he's beating the shit out of me. You know, so, I mean, I worry about the people who are, you know, going through everyday life uh, to begin with before this whole crap happened. And then, you know, you see the suicide rates and te teens are doubled and the adults have tripled. It's, yep. uh, mm -hmm. if you turn the news on, legitimately, I'm looking through the middle of the night for Sanford and Son. I'm looking for Happy Days and Three is Company. I'm looking for stuff to just, I just want to watch some mindless TV and not, <laughs> and not listen to the news. Because if I listen to the news, I'm going to grab my AR-14 and I'm going to kill the entire neighborhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. What, uh, Charlie, totally. like, what, what is like, what is a T, you're, you're a TV guy. I mean, you are, you're in front of the camera, you're behind the camera. You just do, you do everything that is involved in TV. You write, you do all the stuff. So what, is that the stuff you like to watch on TV? Like when you're not thinking about your own show, if that even happens, what do you like to shut your brain off to and watch on TV? Oh, I mean, I tell you, I really love, I really love TV. I love what it's become as far as some of the, uh, the writing and the, uh, 
the, the, the acting, the, the, the producing has been unbe unbelievable. Loving the Apple TV, loving the whole uh, uh, Netflix, loving all of that. It's been amazing to see this happen in our lives. Of course, I'm an old school guy. As much as I'm, you know, kind of like I love the new stuff, I'm so old school. The days when you were just like, hey, I'm going, hey, I'm going to the beach. I'm going down to Riviera Beach. Uh, you want to come? Uh, I got his answer machine. I guess he's out. We won't talk to him till Tuesday. It's like, yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> you, could, you couldn't get a hold of anyone. You le I, left the, I left the message right. on the answer machine. I, I, I don't know if I'll hear from him, you know? So, um, but I, I, you know, honestly, watching series is what my wife and I love to do. Um, we got a killer kind of theater room in Florida home and we got a killer game room here in this home. And I just kind of get down there with a bottle of wine and start watching some series and just burn through them. One series I've been watching, which is absolutely killer that you probably don't even know about. Maybe you do, but it's called, um, it's called C on Apple TV. Have you guys seen it all? No. no. Oh man. It's the lead. It's the lead actor from. He plays Aquaman, and he's the guy in Frontier on Netflix. He's the Aquaman yep. lead guy. Um, but Jason, you know, yeah, Jason I, Momoa. Is it Jason Momoa? I think that's. I don't know. Okay. That big, that big, huge dude guy with long like hair. Yeah. 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 Okay. You gotta watch this, 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 this. Just getting into that. What I try to do is, and I'm not just saying this, but it's it's whatever. Seven days a week, I'm doing probably twelve hours a day. Yeah. Um, whether it's what all those things you talked about, which I'm in love with, um, people can't even keep up with me. I'm just going to die of a massive heart attack one day, getting, you know, at, at, trying to get an ice cream cone with Dairy Queen. I'm just going to, um, hey, there's not enough Jimmy's. Boom, he's dead. That's going to happen. <laughs> so it's, it's like, but uh, this series, uh, we, we sit down and try to turn my phone on vibrate as you guys probably try to find time to, to disengage from reality and just, Kind of get into a zone and just go, and that's kind of right. what I do. But this. What's this, the name of that show? Yeah, the name of the series is called uh, C, on Steve. on Apple TV. Oh, you gotta watch it. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty well written. It's pretty intense, and he's 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 awesome. He's fucking he's just, great. Yeah, he really is. Just he's just he's just awesome. But I mean, obviously, going back to the, like you know my favorite sitcoms of all time would be you know Coach with Craig T. Nelson. Oh yes. man. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I sometimes sit there and watch that and it brings you back to a place and a time and a, and a vibe and a day and age when we were all, you know, um, just it seemed like we didn't have a care in the world, you know. Craig T. Um, Nelson and Poltergeist was fucking awesome. Right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was yeah. in a lot of movies. Yeah, right? That was, a, that was a time when we weren't connected nope. to everything all at once, right? Nope. We're connected to everything all at once. And so instead of like four channels and, you know, maybe a couple of UHF channels and a VCR, <laughs> right? Now it's like everything in the palm of our hand. And if it doesn't come up in five seconds, it sucks. You know? Also, so it was like, a time where words didn't, you know, word jokes were jokes. And yeah. it was like the words didn't speak as loud as actions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it's too much. Yeah, we have too much, I think. You had you once. had the shirt on. You had the shirt on for one of the podcasts, too. It was fucking creature double feature. I mean, let's go All back right. to Channel Fifty Six WLBI. Yeah. Fucking yeah. creature double feature and Dale Dorman, Uncle Dale honking a fucking yep. horn. Dale Dorman, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Dale Dorman, a throwback to Kiss One Hundred Eight. Yeah. Right? Uncle Dale. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dale he Dorman. used to start every show with "Hi Ma." 
I yeah. love Dale Dorman. Oh my God. Um, yeah, times have changed. I host, I've been hosting a TV. I left ESPN after 10 years. You know, I was doing Beat Charlie Moore on ESPN. It was the most successful uh, reality kind of lifestyle show they've ever had. And uh, I left there and I went to NBC, national NBC, obviously. And I did a, started a show called Charlie Moore, No Offense. Stuff that we did in 2012 is getting pushed back as a um, um, no-go. You know, you take out this word, take out that, take out the sexual reference. I'm like, so we had a big meeting about a year ago uh, with my with my group and my, and all the people that are involved in my organization. Obviously, with a name called Charlie Moore, no offense. You know, people from Boston are gonna you know you know we're, we're probably gonna offend you in some way, probably just because we showed up. You know, <laughs> you know? yeah. So I said to everybody in the meeting, you know, how do you offend people who don't want to be offended? And I and I said, well, you know what. I'll offend myself during the episode because I'm okay with that. I said, <laughs> I'll just start critiquing me. You know, so I said, because I can take it. You know, right. so it's like, it's like, it's becoming too sensitive. It's become, you know, it's funny because I was talking to my friends, these Revere guys, Sagisis uh, from Revere, Linfield. You know, I grew up with them. Very tough guys. Everyone, anyone who's watching this, listening to this, or going to listen to it, or whatever, they, they, they're going to know the Sagisis. I mean, they're just that, them kind of guys. Big, they look like Stallone, you know, and three right. of them together. It's for real. They're in the Codfather episodes and everything. They're you know, not fucking, pussies. Yeah, they're not. They're not. <laughs> we, we, were at Angelina's, we were at Angelina's Italian restaurant the other day having dinner. We, I call it a mafia meal. And we're having a mafia meal. Everybody gets together and talks about everything. And um, they were talking about when we were kids, we'd always, and I'm sure you guys, I mean, maybe you jump in, but we'd always pick on people, bust people's nuts, you know, bust, slap around, always, you know, but when somebody got out of line and they were picking on a kid who was maybe didn't, didn't deserve that, you stepped in and say, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, hey, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Because yep. that's what you have to do in this world. You can't regulate everybody. You can't, you can't walk with your kid and hold his hand and chew his gum and wipe right. his ass when he's 28. You can't do right. that. You know what I mean? This generation is a, they're, they're, they're just a bunch of friggin', it's just a fucked up generation. It is. Yep. It, yep. And what, what, what I've been watching lately, and I'm like, I, can't, I, I feel like people would lose their minds if this aired today. I've been rewatching the Dean Martin roasts. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah! You couldn't get away with any of that today. I love those. Yeah, I just love watched those. the Sammy Davis Jr. roast and Don Rickles on that one. Oh my wow. god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like the Comedy Central ones are still pretty fucking aggressive. But I watched right. it and it's like good because they're ready jokes. They're yeah. jokes. I'm not really fucking saying X Y Z to fucking be. It's it's awful, Charlie. You're exactly right. Growing up. We'd bust balls. We'd say all sorts of stupid shit. But you're right. If you did get to a certain point, like, don't fucking pick right, on that right. kid. Fucking, he's got one leg. And they that's how hockey operates. Exactly. You know, they exactly. all run into each other. But if you, you go after, you know, the, the top goal scorer, someone's going to step in. I'll fucking right. kill you. Right. 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 But nobody took, care, nobody took care of uh, Sammy Davis than Frank, Frank uh, Sinatra. They all helped them out. They all right. did the right thing with the acts and the, um, you know, letting them play in certain clubs. It's a, that's a different era and a different time. And to go back, to go back like we're doing today, and I don't really want to go too far on the road because we don't have five hours to, and, and seven <laughs> bottles of wine to figure out anything. Else. Although I do have five hours and seven bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> then here we go. The bottle of wine, let's go. I, I'm already lying. 
Um, <laughs> to go back 50 years, 100 years, 20 years, and start rewriting history? Yeah. Come on. Come, Stop it. Let's yeah. just, come on. Let's just focus Learn from it. Yeah. yeah. Move on. That's it. We're going to go back and talk about people. Uh, if you had to do a racist or a nicest, I call it a nicest. You're not a you're, Are you a nicest? <laughs> mean? I go, well, because you're an asshole. I didn't know if you were saying you're a nicest because you're, you're a real prick. You know, I didn't know if you're a nice person or whatever. So I, if you go back and look at those people in the Hall of Fame and all major sports, you take out three quarters of the people that were not nice to people, treated people like bad, bad bullied people. I mean, you're gonna put, you're gonna vote people in for the Hall of Fame based on their credentials on the field or based on their credentials, as far as them being a nice person. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's a that's a different vote, right? Right. But also yeah. going back in time like that too, you, the the words that some people use, they might not have been using it out of hate or anger. That's just the way they talked. Like I'm like thinking about how like when they were getting mad at John Wayne, and I was like, well, of course he was racist. Look at when he was alive. <laughs> and then and then like, I'm, but some of the things they were saying, that's just how people talked. And now I'm thinking like. What are we saying now that in like 70 years, they're going to be like, can you believe they said that? We need to take their pictures down. I hope, <laughs> like, I hope but it was not. okay now. Can you imagine that? Oh. Look, if I get a statue, you guys damn make sure they don't take that shit down. <laughs> yeah. Sure that statue's... <laughs> I'm a good person. No, just <laughs> with a fucking Come statue on. with a fucking 10 foot tall mohawk. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> bite me. It says bite me. Right. So I how think, much product think, do you have to put in your hair to get that st to stay up? Not, no, not much, not much. I go down sometimes. I, I like it a little long. I shave the sides. And, hey, real quick though, what do you think Richard Pryor and George Carlin and Lenny Bruce would be doing right now if they woke up from the dead and came back here? What the fuck? Oh yeah, especially Richard what? Pryor. You know, I mean, oh, he's, yeah. If you, if you look at a movie like uh, like Blazing Saddles, right? right? I was watching that a couple weeks ago. And you couldn't make a movie like that now. And then you look at what the, the list of writers and Richard Pryor yeah. is one of the writers yeah. for oh, Blazing for Saddles. Like Mel Brooks was like, this guy, this guy knows how to write funny lines. He knows how to make jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, I think George Carlin would be able to handle it. I, I don't know too. about Richard Pryor though. Lenny Bruce <laughs> was one that was the first kind of one that was just off the rails. And, right. you know, I mean, they were, the police are coming into his sets trying to arrest him and, you know, we, we, you know, it's funny because it's not too out of the realm of where we are now today when we were kids. If you think about that, Tipper Gore, you know, back in the 80s was trying mm -hmm. to put, you know, uh, limitations and, and, and parental guidance uh, stickers on Metallica albums. And Judas we all, Priest. Yeah, mm -hmm. the only thing that would do is we, we, as kids, we'd run out to friggin' goddamn the record place and buy. Oh, yeah. Things. yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that putting that a label parental on those. Seal, yeah. That parental seal. It was gold. It made me buy everything. Right. I mean, it was gold. Absolutely. It just helped sales, which is dude, <laughs> they were dude, like, when, bring it when on. fucking when NWA released oh, their yeah. shit, I'm like, I want all of it. I loved it. I love all it of it. I listened to it today. <laughs> you play play fuck the police. Go. I, I don't know. They had issues with the cops in LA and they wrote about it. It was real fucking life. I'm not saying fuck the police, but they, I love that shit. I love it. The same <laughs> fuckers that sit, check this out. The same fuckers that did that are the fuckers that bought WAF because we were all on AAF. You know, that thing got sold to Jesus like a year and a half ago. The same motherfuckers that were trying to silence Twisted Sister, 
They're, that's that Christian fucking channel that now has more money than God, and they're buying all the rock stations to shut them down. So God's in the radio business? Fuck him. God is a business, Charlie. I got to get a meeting with this guy. You got to get a meeting with the... You got to get a meeting with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get the Jesus is the guy that's running it all. God just kind of collects. Jesus right. does all the, you know. Huh? Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's good and all, I guess, but I'm not. Is really... Jesus on Twitter? <laughs> oh yeah, he is. He's hilarious too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and God is on Twitter also. He is also hilarious. I'm surprised yeah. they haven't been on Rogan yet. Oh. The only, Someone... the only father that I'll ever listen to and I'll take advice from and I will give a uh, confession to would be Father Guido Sarducci. Yeah, there you go. Not, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's the only guy. He's the only guy that I'll talk to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Father Guido Sarducci was... <laughs> oh, my God. His greatest thing was find the Pope in the pizza. Remember he had that contest? <laughs> and it was like this close-up of a pizza and then there was like a little photo of john paul ii and you know imposed on top of it he's like find the pope in the pizza that was one of the funniest things ever yeah that was just great that's, hey, when, Char- Sat- that's when saturday night live was watchable oh, yeah that's God. when they took chances right <laughs> they took chances then yeah oh, it wasn't just a political not made for prime time group was fucking gold so oh. charlie i was reading that you uh you were in LA. I don't know how recent this is, but I was reading you were in LA and you were looking at some kind of sitcom deal, but you, you wanted more control and it didn't work out. Like what, can you tell us like what, what kind of idea you had going in there? Well, it was, yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, uh, we got, we shot, we shot, we shot an episode of it and, uh, it was well on to well advanced to being, you know, a series, but, uh, it was very, very positive learning experience for me over a three year period. Um, what I did learn was many things. Uh, one is that they have an ability to control everything and not necessarily for the better, number one. Um, I was very happy to do the sitcom series called Mad Fish. It was actually, a, uh, you know, they always say, what's the one liner? Well, the one liner was, was Craig T. Nelson coach meets, you know, home improvement. Uh, meets, lives next door to Roseanne. That's kind of the right. line, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so if you ever film with me and you're around my crew and you're, you know, my wife, my kids, my, you know, it's an encompassing fun experience, but really when the cameras, the camera's never off. So I'm never really off and I'm just the same person when I'm grocery shopping as I am when I'm on the boat with, you know, with Bobby Orr or Rick Middleton or whoever, Ted Nugent. So the show was about that. The show was about that. It was awesome. As a matter of fact, to be honest with you, I decided that they, they wanted to buy. The deal was done. The network was done. We're filming the episodes. They brought me in, and they wanted to seal the deal for my intellectual rights, hmm. which means that they owned the word Charlie Moore, Mad Fisherman, Codfather, Scarfish, the, 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 everything. And so I said to them, they gave me a number and then I gave them a number in return. <laughs> <laughs> and then honest their number. Yeah, no, your honest, fucking number. <laughs> honestly, I'll tell you, they gave me a number that was like eight million or whatever. I'm not even lying. And I said I'll, I'll do 16 million, you know? And and uh and, and then they came back with like honestly like 12 million. And I said to myself, you know, I'm young. I'm like 12 million. I'm like, I get it, but I, I really don't. 
I don't want to do this. So I tried to work out a deal where there was no number and we were, we were joint involved. And ultimately, to be honest, I'll fast forward the story because it's boring. <laughs> uh, Tim Allen is my, doing my sitcom. They sold it to Tim Allen. The last man standing is a guy's guy, outdoor writer. Really? That's, that's my life. So they, I actually got paid for Tim Allen to do a boring version of what I would do. <laughs> but, but um, you know, I mean, he, he did Last Man Standing. He's a, you know, outdoor writer, man's man, guy's guy. And that was based on the first season of the Last Man Standing. They did The Crazy Fisherman, which we, which we told them, we sued them for that. We, we won uh, because that's, oh, good. you know, the, if you look at The Crazy Fisherman, that was based on my life. Uh, the yep. whole series is based on my life. He basically bought the outline of it. But you know what? With the Netflix now and the Apple TV and all these great things that are going on, there, there will be a time where I'll be able to do a sitcom or like a sitcom, a hybrid based upon a few plans, ideas that I have that, that will be able to be creatively in control, you know, and, you know, and, and then that'll make the difference. Uh, right. They, they really come in and they just, you know, they, they, they really have a way of watering down some of this talented people mm. out in LA. And it's, it's, I seen it. I, Three years of watching, and I was like, "God damn!" It's it's uh, there's some talented people out there, talented actors, talented comedians, and you know some of these writers, and they have to justify their jobs and producers, and yep. they really do do that. I just told them all to go pound sand, and I left. Good, good, so, good for you. That's just not that's not. It's the same way in the music industry, Mike, and I, we can attest to it. How many bands have we talked to over the years of working in radio that the record company comes in, and I'm not saying they're all bad but you get in there and you get fucked. You're super mm -hmm. talented and we'll sign you up and we'll give you $50,000 up front, but then we're going to need eight albums out of your ass. Right. Right. Or for for right. entertainment too, because right now the artist right. is in control, like the studio needs the artist more than they need the studio. Like right. you can kind of do right. it on your own now. But right. they don't well, tell you that. And then you get the situation and not like Charlie, you're not a rookie at it, but you get in there, you get out there and you're like, Ooh, and you look at it and go, motherfuckers. It's yeah. great. It's fucking greed is what it is. If you would just work with Charlie, not be like, I want to buy all your shit. If, dude, if you'd sign that, all your shit would be gone. And you could never right. say your own fucking name again without having to pay for it. Agreed. That's the, that's, that, that's, that, that's, that was the deal exactly that they would own. Um, everything. Everything. And forever. That would, that, would, that would go into your wife and your kids. Like you said, all of you is you. It's not just you here. It's everything with your wife and your guests in the boat. And I don't give a fuck if you're at Shaw's buying fucking roast beef. If they owned it? No. Plus, they had a real tough schedule. Like, they would make me get up early and go to the set. I'm like, this is like a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> up early. Come <laughs> on. You're a fisherman. You're supposed to be up before the sun's up. You should be drunk by 8 o'clock. I get to the water come on. I cruise in with a breakfast sandwich and a latte. The fish are still in the water at lunchtime. You know, I'd really like to take the 12 billion, but if I have to get up before 6, I know, I'm like, no. It's kind of early. I'm not feeling it, you know? <laughs> it was so much fun, though. I met so many great contacts and people, and my friend Michael Malley was a huge part of it. And Dennis Oh, Larry. yeah, Mike's great, man. Yeah, Mike, awesome. Mike and Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary's been an amazing friend, uh, you know, doing Behind the Bee. And, and Michael Malley and I still talk, and he always wants me to do these little things for him and, you know, roles. And, you know, and I, you know, he, you know he talks about different 
projects that are going on. Mike and I will definitely collaborate on something at some day. He's super talented. Uh, he's a super nice guy. Um, I have a couple concepts for, um, I have a couple concepts for a bot. I, I want to do a, a, a series on a Boston, uh, 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 Boston based university that it, it's their, they're, they're three brothers and they coach the hockey team. Nice. And, um, yeah. And, and, and two of the brothers marry Irish twins from Southie. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. I'm in. The other guy, well, we might have to make the other guy gay just because we have to do that nowadays, you know, but that's fine, right? So he's he <laughs> full is, opportunity. Right. So he no, he actually is, because I actually this is actually based on a loosely based on a true story. So the, the third brother's he's he's actually he's bisexual. So, but the father is absolutely kind of like the a Ray, a Ray Donovan father, you know, he's absolutely insane, you know. Um uh, John, John, yeah, John Voigt. John yeah. Oh, that! Oh, oh man! Dude, <laughs> great fucking great character in that show. I know, I know he's the best. He won't he's fucking die. I know. <laughs> and he and you know what? He he still he still is killing it. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Well, he's a great actor. Yeah. yeah he really is. Yeah. So, I mean, there's never really been a Lyndon Lyndon Byers LB did a thing with Michael J. Fox for a. Oh yeah, Hench at Home. But but other than that. There's never been a real hockey kind of base series, you know. So the three brothers and the two girls that are twins, and the father that's nuts, and you know, it's just, it's just, it's a really great concept. We've all been talking about it for two years, and COVID kind of, it really COVID kind of put a uh, uh, um, a cork on the project. But the kibosh. Well, not a yeah. kibosh. I'm hoping just to. Just a, a pause, a pause. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually Good. hoping for kibosh because I'm just, I'm just too busy to do it. <laughs> I mean, you do have 75 shows going. I, know, <laughs> I, I can't do this shit if I have to get up before six. Fuck yeah, off. That's, that's, yeah, really. Anyone, anyone knows me, it's a true statement. And then they put all the itineraries together and all my friends and my EPs are like, yeah, he's 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 not. He's not gonna do that. Not, he won't. No, he's not even showing up for that. But here's the deal, Josh, Mike. If we want to pitch him a show, the fucker don't get there till noon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, if I gotta get there, I'll get there. But if someone tells me to get there, then I won't get there. All right, um, you get my, there anytime after nine. My day's over at noon. You know, <laughs> I get up at three thirty in the three thirty in the morning, man, and you, it's like, it's, no. If I oh, get no, up when I it's light out, I always think there's something wrong. You know, I've wasted my day. It's seven o'clock in the morning. What oh, the I fuck? I remember being panicked when I used to see the sun when I was working on the Hillman morning show. And then like on the weekend, the sun would be up. I'm like, no, my phone. <laughs> Listen, if we work out a breaking the ice deal with the whole fucking Charlie Moore thing, Mike, cancel that fucking radio show. And we'll all get up around nine. You know, you know who to call, right? <laughs> you know who to call if you want a TV series. I know a few people. Too. That's fucking great. So has <laughs> your show been the longest running the the Mad Fisherman been the longest running on Nesson? I mean, in there's the no other shows that have in like country. Wow. in the country as far as regional TV, it's been on 25 years. Um Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's longer than The Simpsons. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Because they're only what, like 23 years or something like that, I think, or something like that. Well, no, my actually know that I yeah, no, it's been. I, I wish I was lying, but I'm not. I'm not I feel like I'm. We're I'm getting feeling, fucking old. I, I I can't. I know. I'm like. I, I, I don't just, say the number. I just can't believe we were just listening to 
uh, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air and <laughs> listening to MC Hammer and he was dancing around. I, I just now I'm like, it's like that was like 30 years ago. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. That can't Dude, be in my, in my fucking head. I pretend that Ride the Lightning just came out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right there. Leave me right at 1984 and I'm good. <laughs> Charlie, and all those on all those years, because you've you've worked with like, you know, you had Tom Brady and and I always call him this Mitt motherfucking Romney and, <laughs> you know, really just huge sports stars and celebrities and stuff. So what was the most, who was the most fun to work with? Even if they're not famous, you know, or super famous, who was the most fun to work with? Like who got it? This show right here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys get it. I mean, Josh has been a friend for a while. I mean, I've texted him through, I mean, I've been being in the hot tub like three years ago, four years ago in my house, text having a cigar texting Josh because he was going through some stuff or whatever, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I was, you know, I mean, just good people are good people. I mean, I really don't have anyone who's not going to have good vibe, good energy. I think that's the problem with society today. I mean, there's not a good vibe. There's not a lot of good energy. There's a lot of negative, negative oh. energy. And it's just... That's it's, the fucking media's... Per the media and social media good. fucked it all up. Yeah, social media, they should rename it, you know, anti-social media. Is right. They, mm -hmm. Yeah, so... But as far as the guest goes, you know, again, I mean, it sounds like a cliche. I, I get that. But um, I really don't even set forth with anybody who I think is not going to be, you know, fun. Um, Good. Obviously, there's been some great, great shows over the, I mean, I, I don't even know what, I forgot more than I remember. And people <laughs> remind me every single day, which I'm like, that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, I, I, that's my drug, you know? I love when people tell me, hey, I watched that episode with Adam West. That was like 20 years ago. And people are like, yeah. still talking about Adam West. And I'm like, and Adam texted me and talked to me till the day he died. And, you know, that was Chuck Woolery. You know, Chuck's like, you know, Chuck Woolery and Ted and, and everybody. I mean, there's been so many great, great energy. But then, you know, TV is supposed to be entertainment um tv is supposed to be fun tv is supposed to be educational and now tv is turning into a i think as a platform for people's opinions especially if you have money and that's just ridiculous to me so yep. i think we need to get back to some basics I, I think we need to lose the whole aspect of that side of it when i grew up it was three is company i don't even know if you can air three is company anymore and it's just, and it's just a Right. Back in the day, it was like, what a great, what a great life concept show. Now it's like a moral, like, dispute. It's like, <laughs> what? It's Jack Tripper. Right. <laughs> right? Well, you know, they, we wouldn't be able to air it because of Larry, I think. Larry would have ruined it for, for oh, yeah. yeah. Larry was the really inappropriate guy He's in that show. He was a womanizer. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was like the giggity goo guy, you know, from Three's Company. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but also, nobody's having fun on tv anymore either like i feel like back then they were like oh this is a new idea let's try this and they they were having fun with it and i think maybe one of the reasons your show has been on for so long is because you're doing the show that you want to do and you're having fun and then that translates and then people want to watch that yeah i mean people love me they hate me they want to be me they don't want to be me what i really want to do is let everyone know that i really don't care i'm just <laughs> doing what i want to do right and I'm having fun. And when I watch when I watch guys and girls on TV or people on TV that are just like having a good time, I never say to myself, "Oh, oh, look at look at them. They're having so much fun. I hate them. 
Yeah. They're assholes. Because that means you you you're the one with the problem. Like, yeah, you're, you're the miserable one. one right. Yeah. You're yeah. fucking insecure. Yeah, you're the one that like like look like like look, as much as I have going on and what I'm doing, I'm a 30-minute episode. There's 24 hours of TV a day. There's other people on TV, Charlie. You know what I mean? Like you don't own you don't own every network and every aspect of the world. So how comfortable are you to be around other talent? I prefer to surround myself with the top echelons of people, the top echelons of talent. I'd rather be in a room with 18 unbelievable TV hosts and actors than be the one guy in the room. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to, I'd rather not do that. I'd rather be around other talent, talk to them, get to know them. Hey, what's going on? Because that to me is more beneficial and it's funner to me being around people gawking over you because they think you're whatever, whatever, that's uncomfortable. That's like- Well, oh, if you're the only one in there, everyone's looking at you, shit's gonna go south. If there's and you're not gonna us, learn anything. all network yeah. and talk and, and, and build off each other and feed. If you're standing there in that one spotlight, that's a little harder. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people I know on TV that want to be in that one room with the one spotlight. And you do they're, know them. They're going to go shorter careers, I guarantee <laughs> you. They'll, they'll, they'll go shorter because if, it, if it's a group of people, you're just going to fucking feed off each other and build better things. Yes, and the fact that they might not be as talented as they think they are. So when they're in a room where they're being the man... Where they know, have to deliver. Room where there's other, yeah, then it's different right. when there's other people in the room. It's because... <clears throat> That's that's really what it comes down to. I just think that today's society, what we're doing with with pod, hey guys, let's talk about this. Let's step back. Podcast, Netflix, all this stuff was supposed to be the stuff that was not able to air on network network TV mm-hmm. in the beginning. Remember, mm-hmm. right? And now all of a sudden, Netflix is turning into like a version of ABC, CBS, and NBC. Right. right. Yeah. Like hyper. Like you know, a, like steroids. a yeah. yeah like you know we didn't well doesn't that just prove what you were just saying though it's like they were the they Netflix or whether it's a Hulu or whoever Amazon. whoever produces their own content yeah Amazon they produce their own content it's what you were saying it's like well ABC won't take it but Netflix will let me do what I want I'll get half the money and we'll have fun doing it do and that I think that comes through and that's why people are going to that because it that's I think. Like you said, the, the networks will water it down. They'll water down this concept and then they'll give it to the people. And people are like, yeah, that's pretty good. In, in the you beginning, know? yes. Now, no. Netflix, is. there's nothing fun about doing business with Netflix. Because <laughs> they got nothing, real big fast. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing fun about doing business with Amazon. Amazon is an absolute 100% complete joke. And my series is on Amazon. It's an absolute <laughs> freaking joke. I mean... Aside from the giant cock being launched into space. Yes, the it, giant it, cock. Yes. It's absolutely a joke. Yeah. Um, dealing That's with not- Hulu. Hulu was the Hulu was before Amazon, uh, before Netflix. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah, they were doing what Netflix was doing when Netflix was still a exactly. mail company. So it's almost like it's almost like you need to go from okay, here, here are the networks. We've moved on, Netflix, uh, you know, networks to Netflix to what is gonna be the next thing, because there fucking will be. I mean, shit's moved so quickly to look at what we're doing. Used to be a radio station. Now it's this. Look at what your show was like. Yeah, 25. And, and look how huge we got. Yeah. Oh, there's at least five people watching this thing. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Four of us and my wife right. downstairs. And my mom. Yeah, that's Sorry, great. Sex. <laughs> but the, but the, the boy, what's going what's gonna to be, there will be the next platform. that Because Netflix has to be just the biggest fucking thing on the planet. And Amazon, you're probably right. It's a pain to work with. 
What do you think the next thing will be? Who's going to come up with that? I don't think anybody can answer that. That's the question, though, because that'll be where yeah. someone like you goes, dude, he keeps the shit fun. Put him out there. But so look, so I don't, I think what we have now is amazingly unbelievable. Sitting on a plane, watching a series on your phone. I mean, right. sitting in, I mean, just like streaming from your phone to your TV. I mean, what we have right now, I think is absolutely amazing. But for one minute to anyone, for anyone to think that the major players involved in all these networks are not involved in the streaming services, Right. Let's face it, ESPN missed the streaming service. ESPN took a, but they, look at them. They came back with Disney. They pooched mm -hmm. the hooch ten, uh, eight years ago and they came back and they absolutely rewrited their mistake. Very few people can do that, uh, uh, i.e. Blockbuster and certain things. And there's a really cool um, uh, uh, limited to series run on Netflix about that whole blockbuster thing. The last oh, yeah, one. that's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's amazing how they went to like Netflix went to Blockbuster to try to say, hey, hey, we'll sell you. It was some ridiculous number. It was like $18 million or something like that. We'll we'll sell, you know, we'll we'll you buy us for 18 million, we'll walk away. And then and Blockbuster like laughed them out of the room and said, Why <laughs> are we gonna not, do your, yeah. you know, your your plan isn't gonna work. Your your right. model is is flawed. And then right. it was like, you know, and then they it was were like struggling. people laughing at podcasts five years ago. People would be like, oh, you're right. Okay. Okay. Oh, people laughed at Apple back in the day. Remember when it was, uh, it was a regular Apple and it had like multiple colors. And it's like, ah, that, what's a fucking right. Apple? What's an Apple? That stock split 90 times. Fuck you. I know. <laughs> I know. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, but I, I think that if, you, if you're naive to no, enough to believe that these major players are not embedded in what we're dealing with and talking about right now that 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 didn't, then you're not really in tune to what's going on well, Apple, they have involved because they have all the fucking money that's it well what, it's, it's business business is one-on-one how do you really get big you buy the competition mm -hmm. you don't grow you don't grow by one viewer or one propane no. you know, uh, uh, subscriber you buy a propane company with five thousand customers you don't build by one customer so you know, and, and get that propane at Obershawn Hardware. Or, or Eastern Propane Oil and Propane. It's fine. <laughs> either fucking one. Little, so little either one for the, so, so for the sponsors. If you look, if you look at Ma Bell back in the 80s, remember mm. the government came in and they 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 broke up the monopoly of Ma Bell. Yeah. Right. Right. But when you look at the TV industry today, oh boy, I mean this is Amazon just bought MGM. What the yeah. fuck? I don't There's even less know how and less companies. Fun. How yeah. was that not bigger than Ma Bell in the eighties? Is my point. <laughs> it's huge. Right. I, that's yeah. everything MGM. That's everything that lion roar motherfucker ever did. Like wh what? You just bought mm -hmm. all the chickens bond, all the shit. Yep. Okay. You win. And you launched a giant dick into space. <laughs> Just like you know, Dr. Evil. It, re it really is. This is literally a dick measuring contest. It literally is. It's, it be, has be, it's no longer about space exploration. You know, we're doing it so our future generations can travel and explore. No, it's about, look at my cock. Look at my giant cock, you know? Because we're all going to space in the next 10 years, right? All, oh, yeah, right. I get an extra 23 million to get a ticket. Sure, yeah. That was the... Uh, I'll use there. my Charlie card. I'll yeah. take economy, economy, like give me you know, economy. I mean, come on. I mean. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher was gonna go. There was some fucking article that his wife fucking like you know, 
I don't know, bitched his way out of it, but like there was a ticket to go to space for like 250 grand. I'm like, what the fuck, really? To ride yeah, up that's Branson. Ride back down. Really? Branson's like the jet blue of the space race right now. Oh, I see. And Bezos, <laughs> you know, Bezos is like the uh, United what, what is, uh, uh, Dubai yeah. Air or something like that. Right. You at, know? Least, at least Branson has an aura about him and he's done so many different things with Virgin Records and certain different oh, stuff. Yeah. I kind of yep. have a little in a weird kind of odd way, I have a lot of respect for him and he's always the accent there. helps. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> the hair. Yeah. So, right. I mean, he's got, he's always out in front of the media and he carries himself, I think, very well. And mm -hmm. He's done so many positive things. The other guy, Jeff, I mean, he just, I mean, I get it because he's so. Bezos like, looks like a fucking puppet. He's, he he's doesn't in, a, even, Michael, he's he in a Michael Jackson world, though, you know? I mean, he's in a Michael yeah. Jackson kind of like, it, it's a me. I Wait get a second. Michael Jackson in, in Neverland and Bezos flying a cock into space. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bezos right? is just dead behind the that? eyes. He, he just reminds me of everyone that lives in Wellesley, you know? It's just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wellesley got to take taking a hit, huh? Oh, I know, fuck I know them. people in Wellesley. And Nobody so in Wellesley's <laughs> fucking gonna watch this. Fuck them. Jesus Christ. Andrew Raycroft lives, lives in Wellesley. I'm not talking about him. <laughs> oh, that's right. Andrew <laughs> does live in Wellesley. I'm not invited to his house anymore. <laughs> I just think that the, 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 it's been a great time for the uh, promotion of the. Uh, episodes it's it's you know as far as tv and just getting it out there i mean some of the cool things of streaming services and all these other cool things but it's all owned by literally if you break it down and look at the big picture five people much, yeah like you know you're talking everybody that's they're, they're not there's no you know we had abc cbs fox and nbc yeah when we were there and then all of a sudden the you know guys i remember I don't know about you guys. I don't know how old you are, if you're younger than me or whatever, which is fine. But I remember when I was a kid and they were like wiring the goddamn neighborhoods for cable TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I think we're the same age, Charlie. And like, I remember when cable finally came to Natick <laughs> and it was just like, it was my neighborhood. South Natick had cable like a whole year before, you know, the fucking rest of Natick had it because they were Ooh. just an annex of Wellesley. But um, I remember that day and the first thing I said to the cable guy goes, you're all set. My parents weren't home. They're at work. And he's like, you're all set. And I said, turn it on MTV right now. And that's the first right. And I sat there yeah. for four hours until my parents came home and watched like four hours worth of MTV. It was, it yeah. was such a huge, huge, that literally a window to the world right and there. Remember, and remember Thriller came on every half hour on right. the hour when Thriller came out. Yeah. And yeah. I would run to my TV with my chest king jacket on. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what's amazing is about that, they would show it like every half hour, and it was, uh, I think it was an 11-minute video, and they would show yeah. the whole thing. Right. So it would take up what? It was like it was like a quarter or more than a quarter of every it like hour. It was, it was like it was like 45 minutes of the of the uh, 11 times four, which what's that? You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like it was just it was insane. But people yeah. wanted it. People ate it up. And that was the only place you could see it. You got to read if you if you know, they just had their 40th anniversary. And, and I, I reread some of this book called I Want My MTV. And if you mm. loved MTV back in the day, it's by Rob Tannenbaum. Great book. It's all it's written kind of testimonial style. And they talk to everybody, the artists and the producers and the people that just sat in the control room and stuff. The greatest thing about MTV was MTV as when it was presented, when they launched it. 
was developed by two guys who only had two good eyes between them. Really? Bob, Bob Pittman and Les Garland. Oh, Pittman went and he started, he ran Clear Channel and, you know, he's still hard. Hard. and Les Garland was a big like record company guy. They both had glass eyes. All right. Yeah. So the, one of the greatest visual mediums ever created was run by two guys who only had two good eyes between them. They could share binoculars. Fucking, yeah. Wow. It was, just, it's just fucking hilarious. For wow. some reason, it's just hilarious to me. Right. You know, glass but, eyes. Yeah. They, like they would tell story in the book, they, someone told a story about Les Garland. He, he liked to, he liked to just grab an intern at random and it wasn't a creepy thing at all. And he'd take him oh. out on the town with a bunch of other people and they'd party it up and then they'd all go back to his place and he'd like make like this late night meal for everybody. And he'd talk, he'd keep the intern close and he'd talk to the intern and give them all this advice. And while he was giving the advice, he'd tap his glass eye with a butcher knife while he was cooking. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> Which is, I think is fucking great. You want to make a point. Awesome. You want to make a fucking point, man. Les Garland knew how to make a fucking point, man. You would remember every word he said because That's he was making that tap, tap, tap with a knife on his eye. Yeah, that would do it, man. That Tommy Lee awesome. had a... Tommy Lee had a great fucking thing on Instagram for the birthday of uh, MTV. It said, happy 40, happy 40th birthday. Thanks for 15 years of music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Now, see, well, see, when I was a kid, MTV was just road rules. Right? right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right? It was, those videos were fucking awesome. I would sit there for hours, too. That shit snapped on in what, like 79, 80 or whatever? And you're just like. I still yeah, had a remote control with a fucking 80, wire. I think, I think it was 1980. 80. Yeah. yeah, it was 80. 80. And it was like um, yeah. only in Paramus, New Jersey. That was the only cable system <laughs> that would take them. So they all had to drive to a bar in Paramus right. to watch the first night of MTV launching. Oh, my and God. The, and then the first 24 hours of MTV, This I also think this is an amazing fact. REO Speedwagon was the most played artist. And they, they were played like, 11 or 12 times in the really? first 24 hours really only because and the first video the first video was what wasn't it video played the radio video star? killed the radio star by the was that it? yeah was that was the first was one yeah. yeah but but i think ario speedwagon one had already had the videos produced and already gave their permission to use that and it wasn't just from Art. like high infidelity it was like old live videos and stuff they were just scraping everywhere they could to get video at, right. at first so they were just taking and they you would see so many fucked up artists on mtv in the first couple of years because they were the only ones making videos right well, yeah you're just like oh fuck we're 24 hours shit yeah we need more videos yeah <laughs> i i yeah i really enjoyed those times i mean but that's when the cable popped and then cnn came on mm -hmm. and then i remember i've had i had early conversations with mtv about sports uh and stuff and i had early conversations i have letters i've saved from mtv correspondence back and forth several times uh then they did the whole uh, who was that was it joe was it joe rogan who was that guy um shoot you know did the mtv stuff oh my god i'm drawing a blank anyway he did this there's this, this stuff on mtv uh sports um but then i was with a and e too as well talking about all getting shows and because they would have all the crime stuff on there in the beginning, you know, all oh, yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, true crime. Uh, Curtis, Kurt, uh, Curtis, uh, Oh, Curtis. Bill Curtis. Was yeah. it Bill Curtis? Bill Curtis. Yeah. He was on like 24 seven, the guy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, he had a great voice. Oh my God. His voice is amazing. But so he was, it's amazing. So you see these networks start to pop up 
it's no different than that 1980 cable. You can apply it to what you're seeing now with the streaming, you know, the Netflix and the Hulu and what have you. Uh, we're yeah. in the future. Wow, I, I think the future is, I think the future will have honestly a hybrid of what we have now, but it will be very much like when they started this whole streaming thing, we're gonna cut the cord, we're gonna cut the cord. But now you have to pay for Wi-Fi and right. every other service. It's more money right. than just getting cable. It's like, yeah. what right. happened? Right, but you do you do have, I, and I said the same thing because it's like finally all my streaming services piled up. I'm like, I'm paying nearly just as much as I was paying with cable, but right. you do have more control. Right. Because yeah. you don't have 600 channels and you're only watching like 10 of them, maybe. Right. You know, so you have more control over your stuff. You know what I think the future is going to be because this you see a little bit more and more of this every day is the virtual reality thing, and you're going to be able to put yourself in the show. Really? You know, so oh, it's going. That's what I think it's going. So that's where I think the next step is going to be. So you're going to have, you know, Charlie Moore, whatever your show is, wow. and then you're going to be sitting on the boat next to Charlie Moore with with whoever Ted Nugent or whoever your guest is, and you'll be on the boat. That's what the virtual reality thing is leading to. There's no question. I, I work with a company with the stuff that I do that AR VR, it's called XR as a whole. It'll blow your fucking mind what you can do in the virtual space. The gamers know it, but when, yeah. when, when you, you hit it right on the head where I can sit on the boat with Charlie Moore, that can happen. The augmented reality one is even bigger because that's through the lens of your phone. Right. So when you your phone and you go down to Polar Park, for example, and you hold it up and, and it points at a target, the hologram comes up and it's right fucking there. That could be, you know, you could go to fucking Obashan Hardware and hit something and boom, Charlie Moore comes up. I mean, dude, it's happening. I was just mm -hmm. at a meeting today with a credit union. It's not the future. It's fucking now. Dell. Yeah. It's, it's slowly, it's, there's more and more VR stuff coming in. And I experienced that at, at the PAX conventions and yeah. I'm not even a gamer. Yeah. So, but I was there and I did a couple of virtual reality games. It's, it's so amazing. Like I started feeling nauseous. Yeah. Doing is one it one of those ones where you're on a treadmill and like you're actually walking to in the well, game? Well, this one it was kind of like I was yeah. on some kind of like roller coaster type of thing. Oh. And soon your mind just, you know, starts to believe it. And like I could feel like that roller coaster feeling, like that your insides going up and down and stuff like that. It's Charlie, get oh. one of those, you know, Facebook has the Oculus. <laughs> Put your head in one of those, fuck around with it for a while call me because that shit's I, I was thinking about bringing back a different version of the rubik's cube but you guys are blowing me away <laughs> man <laughs> but that that, yeah, that would be so cool with the uh like the idea of being on the boat with charlie because it, yeah, it's kind of funny that leading. like I, back in the day like a career goal would be to like be on carson and now it's like to be on rogan or something and i remember when i first started in comedy i was like i I think I just want to get to a place where I get successful enough that I end up on the Mad Fisherman show. <laughs> <laughs> I, appreciate I was like, then, then I know I'm doing now well. we can do show, it. Through, so I'm not doing great. <laughs> we can do it through a virtual reality lens. Not doing great. It's kind of okay. <laughs> well, it's kind of like you made it. I'll settle for that. Yeah. Okay, I'll settle for a pet rock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Charlie, thanks a lot for, uh, yeah. for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. We know, like Josh said, you've got 600 shows that you're producing, writing, uh, whatever you're hosting, whatever. So, and, uh, so what's, what's like, what, what, what should we look for next for me? No, I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys are awesome. Uh, I'd like to be on again, if that's cool. And yeah, absolutely. whatever you want. 
yeah, let me know when. And, um, you know, let's hopefully we'll, we'll, you guys will continue to have a good summer. And uh, looking forward to the, to the Bruins uh, uh, season coming up this year. And um, hopefully we'll talk more about the Bruins when, um, when the season starts. And we'll, we'll get, I'll get back on and hopefully we'll be in a good space then. But thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, oh, no man. problem, man. Anytime. And also, everyone go pick up a copy of New Hampshire Magazine, is it? You're on the cover mm -hmm. for August. Exactly. Wow. Is there a centerfold? <laughs> is it well, tastefully done? Centerfolds anymore? <laughs> they don't even have. Nobody looks at a magazine for porn anymore. What am I saying? Oh, I don't know. That, that, it's a it's a whole new world for us. That's guys. a whole <laughs> other thing. Yeah. That's. Jeez, oh, and that brings us back to virtual reality. Right? Exactly. <laughs> right. That's where it really makes the money. Or, well, or the I, money I, shot. I'm on again, and we'll see you guys soon. All right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks, guys. Hey, Appreciate thanks you. a lot, man. Appreciate you. This is Brad Marchand. And you're listening to Breaking the Ice with Josh Dolan. But I don't think he would ever let a pizza get out the door before he buried the whole thing. So he likes to eat that kid.